Welcome to the Positive Solutions for Life podcast. I'm Peggy Meyer, and I'm so excited you are here. If you're like me, you're living a good life, but you're striving for something more, something better, learning and growing, trying to improve and up-level your life, your business, your health. From goals to habits, productivity to time management, and a whole lot of growth mindset in between, Look no further for positive solutions for your life than here to help you transform from the inside out so you can truly live the life you desire. Hello, this month I'm talking a lot about communication and relationships. It's February. I think of Valentine's Day and how we want to show our love to those around us. Yet, there are many times that we don't show love to others by how we communicate with them. Last week, I talked about how assuming, mind reading, and jumping to conclusions can cause some problems in communication and relationships. So if you didn't check that out, go back and I encourage you to listen to it. And this week's topic is how avoidance and distractions can be barriers to communication and what you can do about it. I think we all might know what avoid means, but let's define it anyways as not to assume you know what I'm talking about. Avoid. Avoid means to keep away or stay away from someone or something, to steer clear of, to prevent something from happening. In a relationship, one might keep away or steer clear of another when they don't want to talk to them. They might not make eye contact. They might not want to be in the same room as the other person. So they just don't have to interact. Distract means to divert one's attention from something by doing something else. It can, you can also prevent someone else from giving their full attention to something. This can be internal or external distractions that prevents a listener from comprehending and properly understanding what is being said to them. Internal distractions are distractions that occur from within. What is going on in their own mind and their own thoughts? So even though a person may be staring directly at a speaker and trying to listen, our mind can be racing with various irrelevant thoughts that can prevent us from truly listening. External distractions can include any distraction that comes from your environment that draws your attention away from listening or doing something that you're trying to do. Whether it is an event or noise outside your house or your room or near you, like your cell phone, your TV, or even other people in the room who might be talking or interacting. Avoid and distract often work together. When one person may change the subject if the conversation is not of interest to them, or the conversation is about a hard topic that they don't want to discuss. Often when one person doesn't want to discuss something, they use statements such as, mm, not now, ah, just forget about it, or we'll discuss it later. And then their focus, they change their focus on to something else like the TV, the phone, another activity, or they go do something else. Avoiding and distracting are barriers in communication because just mm, may suggest that one person is not interested in listening or hearing what the other person has to say. 
a person may not want to hear the real reason or the truth in a conversation. And putting off a conversation kind of seems as if it's not important. And often when the topic is put off, not, it's not brought up again, which definitely can cause some more communication issues. In the case of distraction, it can cause misunderstandings because it interferes with the person's ability to send, receive, and process messages. A person often cannot comprehend or remember all of what is said when they're distracted. This means that they can probably miss some important details. They might need to ask the other person to repeat what they said, and this might create feelings and thoughts that they're not listening to what they're saying and what they're saying is not important, which if you listen to last week's episode, this really sounds like assuming, mind reading, and jumping to conclusions. So they all go hand in hand. Distraction can also make one or both individuals feel really disconnected to the other, not feeling listened to, Uh, can result in feeling emotionally disconnected, slighted, hurt, not important, and a host of other feelings. And I think we can all relate to some examples in our own lives when you're trying to communicate to someone and you really feel like they're avoiding you or ignoring you or just not even listening. For example, I remember a time when my kids were younger and I was doing something in the kitchen. My husband was watching TV on the couch and our our youngest was standing there next to him and asking him, hey, can you help me with this? I don't remember what it was, but it was something to do with a toy. And he asked him about three times and in getting no response, my son came over to me and asked, mom, can you help me do this? Dad is being a statue. And I just thought it was hilarious because how true is that in the eyes of a child when you're standing there next to a person and you're asking them to help and they have no response? It's a statue. And I'm so guilty of this as well. I remember, oh gosh, how many numerous times when I'm really focused in on something, whether it's at work or I'm listening to something and one of my kids or my spouse will come up to me and just ask me something. And I either don't respond or I, the worst part is only hearing part of what is I, what was said and responding with an answer that's not really related to what they asked. And then I'd get, mom, did you hear me? Or weren't you listening? Eh, no, not really, not fully. Guilty as charged. Or maybe you're giving a presentation at work, either in person or on Zoom, and you're looking around the room and you're wondering if anyone is listening. If you're on Zoom, maybe half don't even have their cameras on. Or if they do have them on, you can see that maybe their eyes aren't on the screen. They're occupied with something else. Maybe they're looking down, maybe they're shuffling some things. Or if you're in person, you look around and see some people are responding to maybe a text message on their phone or a message on their smartwatch and others are listening. You can, they're nodding along, they're kind of engaging a little and others look like they're just sleeping with their eyes open. Can you relate? So what can you do about it? How can you have more positive, more interactive conversations in your relationships? 
Well, one way is to set up a specific time and day to have a conversation. It could be as simple as, hey, I would like to sit down with you and have a conversation around where we want to go on vacation this summer. When would be a good time to talk? Asking when a good time to talk is gives that ability to have the other person know, oh, yes, you want to talk. And what's a good time for both of us when we can fully engage in the conversation? It could be that you have regularly scheduled meetings, whether it's a daily meeting or a weekly meeting or just a time for communication. Set aside maybe 30 minutes, picking a time when you're both more apt to be refreshed, not rushed, not really tired, and you can have each other's full attention. Because oftentimes, I think communication waits until the end of the day. And sometimes right before bed is an open time, but it's not maybe the best time or a great time to have some conversations. Either because one or both of you are really tired and it's really more difficult to concentrate, or the discussion might take longer than the time that you have. And it might also turn into a hard conversation in which emotions might be triggered, which really doesn't make for a good night's sleep. And if you don't get a good night's sleep, what happens the next day? I don't know about you, but I'm a grouchy bear. And that's not a good time to communicate either. Maybe you have to think of it more as a business meeting. You know, think about it. We often honor communication and meetings at work because they're regularly scheduled. There's an agenda. We often know how long the meeting will last. We know the topics that are covered, the purpose of the meeting, and often the next steps are clarified. We know what to do next. This doesn't happen sometimes in just everyday conversations, but I suggest this kind of, kind of a outline I guess, for sometimes those harder conversations or something when you really have to nail something down and you really have to talk and get a decision made. So when you do sit down and talk, whether it's with a friend, family member, spouse, kids, coworkers, boss, or really anyone, we have to try to remove and block out as many distractions as you can. So the external distractions, we have to be aware of where they're at and be proactive. Turn off your cell phone, you're at the TV or the computer, close the window if there's noise outside that can distract you, or maybe even move to a room where you're less likely to be distracted. And lessen the internal distractions. You gotta be aware of your thoughts and your mood at the time, of any anxiety or worries or stress or concerns that you may have. And also be aware of your tendencies, your tendencies to problem solve, to fix things, to look for solutions in the conversation, to only hear what you want to hear. We all have these internal biases. So to minimize these distractions, ask yourself, is this a good place? Is this a good place for a conversation? Ask yourself if you're coming in with an open mind. Are you relaxed? Are you, are you coming in with a sense of curiosity and collaboration? Or are you coming in like ready to fight? That's not gonna really turn out very well most often. Know when you are likely to get distracted. What time of the day is better for you to have conversations and the type of conversations to have during those times? 
So you might need to schedule a time when you have the mental and emotional energy to be fully present and engaged in the conversation. And you might need to catch yourself, be aware and catch yourself when your mind does start to wander and refocus on the conversation, on the speaker and what your role is there is to listen. So when you're in the conversation, follow good communication practices. Face the person who is talking to you or the person you are speaking to and make eye contact. Speak clearly and honestly, using kind words. Be respectful. Watch your tone of voice. Listen actively. Pay attention. Show respect and let them speak. Don't interrupt. Listen to understand what is being said and how it's being said rather than listening to respond. Take notice of nonverbal communications, such as tone and inflections of their voice, their body posture, the gestures that they're using, their facial expressions, how they're breathing and where their eyes are moving to. Think about what is said. What is the most important feeling they are having? And why is it important to them? If there's anything you don't understand, ask clarifying questions. What do you mean by that? Can you tell me more? Or if their words don't match their tone of voice or their body responses, make an observation and ask questions. Get curious. What is the message that they're really trying to communicate? Respond appropriately, acknowledge their feelings, restate the main idea in your own words and ask if you've heard it correctly or if that's really what they meant and be as specific as you can be. Stick to one subject at a time. Don't bring in extra or unrelated topics. It's like that agenda meeting when you win at work and you have a meeting to discuss the budget, discuss the budget, don't discuss other things that are not related. Ask them about what they would like to see happen. Don't immediately fix an issue. Many times the other person might just need to express their thoughts or be heard and their feelings acknowledged. When you don't know what to say or when there's nothing to say, a simple touch or embrace like a hug can say and mean a lot. If the conversation is not going well, take a break. Take a break from the discussion for a few hours or even a day. Then resume when emotions are calm and our minds are open to respectful conversation. Communication is really a two-way street. It's the words we use, how we say it, the looks we give, and what we do, as well as how the other person hears, interprets, and responds to the information. Our mental and emotional state that we're in before the conversation can really influence how this conversation will go, whether it goes positively or it goes negatively. So what is one thing you can take away from today's episode that can help you improve your communication in one or more of your relationships? I would love to hear from you. Next week, we continue the discussion on communication barriers and what to do about them with the topic of defensiveness. 
See you then. And be sure to check out Friday's episode when I interview Karen Whitbeck as she helps us listen to what our body is telling us. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope you found some value, insights, and something that resonated with you in today's show. If today's show spoke to you, would you please share it with a friend and go over to Apple Podcast or wherever you are listening from and subscribe to the show so that you can be the first to know when new content and episodes go live. While you're there, would you please give it some love? Please like it, comment on it, and leave a five-star rating and review. Thank you so much in advance for taking two minutes of your time to do this. Your likes, comments, and reviews really help get the word out to more people who need to hear there are positive solutions for their life. I would love to connect with you. You can find me on social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, whichever is your favorite platform, and let's have a conversation about today's show. Thanks for listening and have a great week.